0: Well, good morning again. Welcome, hallelujah, to Harvest Bible Church. We're so glad you're here. I really am. I'm so glad you're here. Praise God. Aren't you glad you're here? Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, when I was growing up, they say, it's better than any jail in town kind of thing? So, <laughs> you know, it's better to be here than in prison. Great job, guys. Thank you. And uh, hallelujah. Lord to God. I'd rather be here than anywhere else. I love Harvest Bible Church. I love being here. Amen? I do. I thank God for our church. I thank God for you. And if you're here for the very first time, well, welcome. Uh, I'm Pastor Mark, and uh, that's my wonderful wife, Pastor Pamela. She just got kicked out of Children's Church. They didn't need her. That's awesome. Yes. (laughs) That's a, that's precious and wonderful. I love that. Hallelujah. But if you are here for the very first time, well, welcome. We do have a Connect card. It's in the seat pockets in front of you. If you'd like to fill that out, get to know us a better, let us know how you found out about us, all that kind of good stuff. We would love to get connected with you. You know, we love God with all of our heart. You know, our heart's desire is to reach as many people as we can. Amen. And to build up as many people as we can, to make sure they finish their course, and to do everything we do, we want to honor God in it. That's why it's reach, build, and honor. And we thank God for that. Hallelujah. Amen. So, if you, and it's also our prayer request card. So, if you have any prayer requests, and uh, so uh, you know you can fill it out on there and drop that into the offering bucket as it goes by there. Amen. Uh, you know, one of the things we want to do is we want to. Miss Melanie's amazing, and uh, we love her dearly. She's very precious. She's our sound person back there. But her, her younger brother passed away yesterday. And so we, uh, um, you know, just uh, lifting her up. And she's here this morning. She's an amazing lady. And I sure appreciate you, Miss Melanie. I love you with all my heart. Mm. Hallelujah. You know, we go back a long, long way. She actually was the basketball coach for Kelly, my daughter-in-law. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? she was when I was in grade school or junior high or high school maybe I don't know which one I think he sure was high school Kelly's only five foot nothing so she had to be junior high (laughs) junior high she was five foot of junior high that helps so amen you know doing that so I know it's cool so uh hallelujah you know we won't we won't say how old Kelly is or Miss Melanie (laughs) 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 Kelly has six kids so hey praise God Amen. But anyways, uh, I just want to love you there. Hallelujah. Hey, we're going to worship God with our with our tithes and with our offerings this morning. Magnify the Lord. Glory to God. So thankful for what God has done in our lives. Amen. So if you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you, or if you know how to give this way. And I once again want to thank all of you for being so precious. Thank you for believing in Harvest Bible Church. You know, we've got a lot of upkeep to do. We've got a lot of things going on. We really do. You know, we're getting. We're going to get our new roof once it stops raining. Isn't that funny? We should have we said we were going to get a new roof 10 years ago. We wouldn't be in drought. That's what we should have said. We're going we're to go do. We, that's what we should have said. We're going to get a new roof on there. We're going to try to put a roof on there. You know, it's rained ever since we've talked about it. So, you know, and uh, we you know, can't open up, can't do anything. But that's okay. We love. We need the rain. Hey, we're loving the rain, loving all the stuff. You know, and uh, but uh, it's so funny. We got 10 years of drought, and then all of a sudden now we got a new roof, we're going to do everything. You know, it's just wonderful. Amen. That's okay. We're going to get it. God's going to do it. Hallelujah. We thank God for that. So, but thank you. Thank you so much. That's how we're allowing God to be God in our lives. Amen. So let's pray over this offering right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your amazing grace, your love. Lord, I thank you, hallelujah, that as we bring our tithes and offerings, we worship you with our giving. Lord, it's an act of worship. It's an act of praise, of knowing that you're the one that meets and supplies all of our needs, that truly you are our source. You are the source, hallelujah. You own all the cattle, you own all the gold, you own the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, thank you for that, that you're the one that causes increase and causes abundance to come. Lord, we thank you for that. We honor you for it. We love you for it. And Father, I just thank you as each person purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen and amen. Let's just go ahead. Let's receive this offering here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. God's good. Amen. Hallelujah. I get to give the announcements and then... uh, since Pastor Pamela's in here, she's going to give a couple announcements too. Glory to God. First of all, our annual business meeting that we usually have in February, and February's gone. So we're having it March 14th, uh, Tuesday, March 14th, 7 o'clock. And uh, you need to come. We have the greatest year we've ever had financially and the blessings of God. So you need to come and see what God's doing. We can share, we talk. It's just a wonderful time. You know, and uh, uh, it only goes for an hour, and we have a great time. Mr. Mr. Hicks does a great job of of putting it together and doing things and in our board and stuff, and we thank God for his amazing grace. But we've done this every year just to show you where we're at, what's going on. We got nothing to hide. Hallelujah. God's good. Amen? We've got to, you know, his hand is upon us. He's continually doing great things. So that's the 14th of March. That's Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, okay? Hallelujah. Also, I want to, you know, remind you guys, there's a lot of things going on. We've got our, you know, we got a thing called CAT back there, which is a community action team. And believe it or not, uh, I was asking Miss Marilyn what she was doing in there, and she, she was cutting out some things here. And this is actually a good bill. Yeah, it's a, you know, we've been talking about how bad it's come against this. This is actually a good one you can go and vote for. It's, you know, it's called Help Not Harm, and it's actually about helping our kids and stuff, and you can pick up these little things. But also, if you do the QR code, you go to the website. She does a lot of hard work of making it so that we don't have to try to find things. So if you just go there, it'll be a blessing so you know what's going on. Amen? It's a really cool thing, and I appreciate that about her tremendously. There's a whole lot of other things going on, too, that are there that are happening. Amen? Amen? And uh, so I'm trying to think if there's any other announcements that I need to give or do things. Uh, I'm looking at Greg there, but I don't think so. I think that's it, right? Oh, this one. Yes, I do. The one for tomorrow. That's right. Hallelujah. See, I didn't see you. You're running. You're hiding there. He's even emailed me. I got this one here. (laughs) It's better if I read it here. My phone's too small. Yeah, amen. Hey, you know, thank God that... uh, you know, we, we from the day one that we've been here, actually not day one, but really in the first year when we started this Support ministries. You know, we support twenty-eight different ministries because we were in our twenty-eighth year, and so we support uh, twenty-eight different ministries around the world and around things we do. But one of the main ones that we did and helped start and doing and have been doing for all of these years is, uh, you know, crisis pregnancy, and especially the one in Lodi when we started with. And so, March for Life is tomorrow in Sacramento. There's a group in our church that's going to go. They're going to use the van. If you'd like to be involved and like to go with them, you're going to ride. Here's what. It is. It's tomorrow. It's twelve. It's, it's it's the California March for Life, and it's at twelve p.m. It's at the state capital there. All right. So, uh, I, when are you guys going to leave here at ten thirty in the morning tomorrow? Okay. And uh, I do believe, Miss Melanie, you drive in the van. <laughs> God bless you. You're amazing. I mean, she's our she's our ladies driver. She, she's just amazing. She does drives amazing. She's awesome. So, anyways, tomorrow at ten thirty. If you'd like to, if you have the time off, you'd like to go do that. It's a blessing something that we need to do. We need to keep letting people know, because I don't know if you know this or not, how to, abortion is wrong. Killing babies is wrong, okay? That's not. I, you know, hey, it, 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 you know, hey. we understand some things here. Yes, it's the aspect of, of, of messing up and doing things, but you know what? There are so many people out there that can't have kids and want to adopt kids. Amen? I mean, it's crazy. You know, I told you that Adam and Kelly have six kids. They adopted five kids at one time. God bless them. <laughs> and because they were adopting a, a little girl, they only wanted to, they, wanted, you know, they had Hawkins, but they wanted to adopt, so it was took a the process. They were in the foster care system, but the foster care system called them up and said, hey, we've got a family. Uh, could you like take one of the boys? And Kelly said, what do you mean? He said, well, I got a, everybody wants the girl, but there's three boys that nobody wants, so we're going to kind of break the whole family up. And Kelly said, no, you can't do that. So send all four of them over here. And so that was during, then COVID hit, and then bam, they got them all and they had them for a year. And then, so they adopted the one little girl on one day, adopted the other four on the next day, and left for North South Carolina that day. So, and that was in 2022, okay? So, anyways, uh, they went from a family of one to a family of six. And two little girls, you know, 14 months together so hallelujah so they got a set of twins god bless their heart hallelujah but they love them they're awesome they're wonderful hallelujah so you know it's a blessing but so that's what i mean in doing that you, you have that heart hallelujah and uh you know cameron shared a story with me i'm not going to share that story i left that for him but it was devastating. It was, and it's, it's rocked his world, and it was really a sad situation concerning some things that took place, and so we talked about some stuff, so hallelujah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty crazy along that line, so you need to know that, so that's why we march against it, because hey, there's, t- there's, there's enough people out there that want, that love and would love kids, amen? amen. So Pastor Pamela, come on up here, and uh, go ahead and share your thing, and then as soon as she's done junior high and high school, you guys can take off.
1: Good morning. Um, three quick announcements. Uh, next Sunday, if you're interested in knowing about dinosaurs, <laughs> it's kind of not a subject that we talk about in church, but we're going to be having a very special guest speaker. Um, Dave Bisbee is going to come and you're going to find about dinosaurs in the Bible. Where do dinosaurs fit in creation? Um And it'll be, yeah, in the 9 o'clock Sunday school class. So the adult class will be having our guest speaker. Now, all of you come to the class, but if you would like to know where do dinosaurs fit in the Bible, are they millions of years old? Um, And, you know, how do do we, how does that fit? So come next Sunday at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's going to be fantastic. He's actually going to bring some actual dinosaur fossils and very very cool. And then we'll be doing it for the children in the in the ten thirty service. Um, the next thing I want to announce in April. You know, this morning we did a communion service, and in April we usually do our children's big event where they journey to the cross. But this year we're doing something a little different. We're going to be doing a um, a, a seder dinner here in the church. Um, we'll be having the whole uh, room transformed into um, into a Passover meal, and we'll be doing. Pastor Mark and I will be teaching what the Passover meal is. What what is the seder meal and the communion is where we get that um that teaching of of the you know of the seder it comes actually from the seder dinner so you'll be coming you can come as a family and um, we'll be teaching you uh, christ in the passover because he's all in it and you know the jewish families still celebrate passover meal today and um, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, revelation of Jesus. And so when we begin to do the teaching, you're going to see how powerful it is. So we'll be getting more information to you about that, but that will be on Good Friday in April. And then ladies, really quickly, we are going to be starting next Sunday, starting ticket sales for our ladies' retreats. And it's going to be called My Story, His Glory. It's going to be uh, an amazing, an amazing retreat. It's going to be up in Miwok. And I know it's covered in snow right now. <laughs> so um, hopefully it'll be melted by them. But it'll be $250 for the whole weekend. So it's all your accommodations. And we're having it fully catered. Um, Just a bunch of really neat, you know, I always got to have neat things happening. So there's going to be all kinds of really cool things you'll get in that. So it's uh, a beautiful thing. We'll have more information about that, of course. Miss Leticia will be um, doing the sales. We'll have the brochures for you next Sunday. I'm just giving you a heads up. The rooms will go very quickly. So if you think that you might want to go, they do have a deposit that you can put down, a non-refundable deposit, um, because we want to make sure that if you're coming, we're going to hold that spot for you, And um, because we only have, what, 40. Two, was it? Do you remember? 48 spots. And so I know the last time we filled that within just a couple Sundays, I think, um, for our last retreat. So it's going to be uh, a beautiful retreat and we're going to have some great speakers and I'm, I'm really excited what the Lord has given me. So, I got to not preach it before then. <laughs> but uh, so, mark the date. And that's May 19, 2021. It's the weekend after Mother's Day. So, husbands, this is a great Mother's Day uh, gift. You can get your wife tickets to the retreats. And it's going to be a wonderful time. All right. Um, so, we'll go ahead and dismiss junior high to class and high school. Sorry, high school. <laughs> God bless you.
0: Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Well, for those of you that weren't here and, and didn't know some things about what we did, you know, when the Turkey, uh, um, you know, earthquake came and just really it hit in Antiochia or Antioch, and so there was several ministries that we are connected with directly and that had inroads into there. So we acted. I called the board and asked them. Said, "Hey, listen, I just really feel like we need to really." do this now and help and see lives being changed. So, so we did. We sent, uh, we sent $30,000, $10,000 through each individual ministries there to, uh, in different parts. And so, Tony Cook sent us a video here to thank you, and I was gonna, you know, didn't get a chance to show it. Uh, the key is, is that sorry for you folks online, we gotta cut you off. And, uh, we're gonna watch a video here for those that are here, and, uh, cause we can't show it online. I have two other videos from another person, the, the Beamers, which is the 1040 uh, window that they do, and ministry that they're called. Uh, we can't show theirs, uh, in, in two, so online, but uh, so you guys are going to get off here for about five minutes or so, and then we'll come back on and smile. Okay, amen. Anyway, so go ahead, Greg. Show this video. Now he's been there over in the Antioch over twenty years, and uh, just endeavoring to, to do things. And of course, kind of a mirac- miraculous thing—his building standing, everybody else has fallen. Uh, you know, kind of a unique situation that's there. Amen. But, uh, you know, we did. We gave $10,000 to help them do the things they need to do there. And uh, not only them, but also Keith Hershey. And and, and, uh, and we're not bragging about that, because we, just in our heart, because there's such a, uh, a testimony of people being born again and people coming to Jesus. Because, you know, it's a funny thing that when they were strong and they hated, you know, didn't want anybody to be there. And if you've heard a lot of things in the news about the country of Turkey and how, I mean, they got a crazy leader and all that's going on, uh, they made everything really, really difficult, you know, because it's against the law to preach the gospel. That's why he has a coffee shop, amen. And I shared last last week too about... uh, you can't have churches in these places, but you can have prayer centers. You can have all kinds of different things, you know? And uh, But people say, well, why there? But you know, the shaking and what he was talking about. And if you have your Bibles, turn to uh, <clears throat> Second Corinthians uh, chapter 4, if you would, there. But I'm just going to kind of tie into here with what, he, what we're sharing. Because I believe there's a lot of rumbling going on in the United States right now, too. And it's a spiritual rumbling. You know, we might not be having earthquakes, and then, of course, we're having tornadoes. It's it's that season now. But there's a lot of rumbling that's going on, and there's a lot of spiritual rumbling that's going on. And it's funny, because it's it's bringing different reactions, different waves that are happening, different uh, opinions, different thoughts, amen? Everybody wants to see if it's this, if it's that, or if it's this. And uh, I, I often wonder why we try to critique everything. Why we have to be so right, why we have to know everything all the time. Instead of rejoicing at anything that's moving. Anything. I think the wonderful thing about these revivals that are happening different places, and they're happening all over. They're happening all over. They're just popping up different places all over because people are hungry for the things of God and then people want to say, well, they're mimicking this. Who wouldn't you want one them to mimic God? Amen? You know, when my little kids were growing up, they'd play church. And their biggest fun thing was to slap each other in the head because of the prayer lines or something. You know, because they saw things. So that's they always wanted to be the person hitting. So you have to watch that. You know, they'd be healed in Jesus' name. You got to watch those folks. So, but you know. Because they saw some things like that, you know, at meetings and things. And so, but did I get mad at them for, I got mad at them for hitting them too hard, but I got, you know, the, the thing about it is, there's some rumblings that are going. There's things that we're doing. And you know what it's doing? It's, it's actually making the body of Christ have a spiritual checkup. It's like you gotta examine your spiritual health. Is this real? Is it not real? Well, okay, what do you believe? If it's if this what's going on is not real and you're going to try to take that away from what are you going to give us in its place that's better? What's better? What do you got to offer? <laughs> you know, we got things that take place and people want to critique it, say all oh, you're saying this is the great new and everybody wants to judge this as and it's like, ah, uh, you just want to take your phone and throw it out. You know, you want to just just trash uh, Facebook. <laughs> you know, you want to throw things and go, guys, why are you acting like this and why are you saying this? You know, and of course, everybody loves to give their opinions. They just love to do that. Instead of rejoicing that God's doing something or believing that God's doing something. How many of you understand Hebrews eleven six says this, but without faith it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because you must believe that he is and that he is uh, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you gotta believe that he is. So without faith, so it takes faith to believe. So why why is it so hard for people to believe that God can move? Why is it so hard to believe that God can heal? Why is it so hard for people to believe? So, scary. see, but we see all this have you? Yeah, I know. but why is it so hard to see a young person crying out to God and believe that it's real, instead of saying it's emotionalism? I'd rather have all that emotional. I'd rather have all the craziness going on than the order of a graveyard, right. <laughs> than a bunch of dead folks. <laughs> you know, the thing about this is that you know, I, as, as, as I've always learned, there's always enough wet blankets around to put the fire out. So you got it's okay to get on fire. Amen. Hallelujah. But here's the key. Here's one of the biggest keys. Here in Second Corinthians chapter 4, and, I, and, I'm, and the wonderful thing is I'm not going to preach long. I'm just going to share some things uh, from my heart this morning. I knew we were going to share that. I knew that was going to be a long video because they were overwhelmed at, at, the, at the speed and the quickness of what you guys did. We were the first on scene in all three of those ministries, boom, 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 and to be able to keep them going. They were running, they were doing, and they could keep going. It was an instantaneous thing of how it got there and how it got there so quickly because we got in, we were connected with ministries who already had bank accounts in all those nations, and so it was, it was an easy thing to do. It was, it, was, it was a matter of hours that money was boom, 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 and you guys, and that. And and you guys all know when you need it, you need it. You know, it's like, hey, let's deal with this. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and this may seem a little bit interesting, but 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse uh, 16 says this It says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. The New Living Translation of that verse says this. This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day, every single day. You know what I found out about when, when things happen or whether it's good or it's bad, depending upon your spiritual health is how you react to it. And what we need to do is we need to realize is that many times what happens is, is that if we're weak and we're not allowing, our spiritual health isn't strong, then we get under condemnation or guilt because we're not as good as them or we're not hungry like that. Or we feel like, ah, you know, I just don't have time. I don't have this kind of thing. And we get under, we fall back under condemnation and guilt. And that's what the devil loves to get you. He either wants to get you in pride or he wants to get you in guilt and condemnation. Amen. It seems so hard for the body of Christ to just keep going, moving forward, to not give up. says, this is why we don't ever give up. Amen? And then the rest of the body of Christ want to get mad at you if you become strong in the spiritual thing. If your spiritual health is good, even if you miss it, you rise up and say, okay, God, Father, forgive me, and then you start walking again. And they say, well... You, you can't be okay. That can't be enough. You can't just ask God for forgiveness and then get up and walk strong again. Well, the Bible says you can. The Bible says that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness, all guilt, all condemnation. Hallelujah. So there's therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus for those that walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. Amen? There's therefore now no condemnation. Amen? I mean, one of the greatest phrases I ever heard. You know, and I grabbed a hold of it. It was so good. You know, when you miss it, here's what you got to do: you got to admit it, quit it, and forget it, and go and sin no more. You walk free because you believe what the Word of God says. You believe it. But see, if you're weak, then you're going to waller. Then you're going to be like, "Well, I know I got to do some kind of penance. I got to do something. I got to let God know I'm really, really sorry." Well, how do you know when you're really? I- you repent you say fine you know you repent I mean I'll share this story with you I have two younger brothers uh they're seven and ten years younger than me and so anyways they got and they got in this big tussle and my dad grabbed him they got in a fight actually so they pulled him apart and my dad said hey hey you got to tell each other you're sorry so they had to tell each other they were sorry so they you know of course the sorry was sorry sorry you know, so my little brother, who's 10 years younger than me, he goes into his room, and my other brother, he's just sitting out here in the living room, and we're, we're, my dad's on the couch, I'm on the couch, we're sitting there. All of a sudden, my little brother, the littlest one, runs out there, and he just tackles my other brother, hits him upside the head, and my dad ground, said, what, do you do? what are you doing? What are you doing? He, he said, he no look sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he no look sorry. See, the problem is, you're looking around and saying, you don't look sorry. We want to judge by our outward appearances. We want to judge by what goes on. He said he was sorry. Now, he didn't say it really nicely, but he did say he was sorry. You know? But see, God wants us to have strength of spirit. But when you have strength of spirit, you're not condemning. You're not judgmental. You're actually believing. You're actually a whole lot more forgiving You're actually a whole lot more excited when you hear the goodness of God and the good things of God. Amen? Hallelujah. See, the problem is is that we've not done a spiritual checkup. What I believe is going on, I believe God's given us a spiritual checkup. Are we going to believe this? Are we going to let God be God? Are we going to grab a hold of this? Are we going to get into this in the sense of saying, man, I, I love this. I love what God's doing. Let's believe it. And then stir up our own hearts but How's this affecting us? How is this doing this? How is God doing this? Because you know what we need to do is to realize, hey, thank God for what God has done and, and what He's doing. But thank God He can do it in us. And, and check yourself. You know, sometimes you got to have a spiritual checkup. You got to look at yourself. Amen. Yeah. I mean, we look at these things. You know, how spiritually strong am I? Amen. The Bible says it's the the strong spirit of a man that shall sustain him in times of bodily pain and trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can bear that? It's time for the body of Christ to check up, say, how strong am I? How can I take up with the word of God? Amen? I mean, I love that. It's the Amplified Bible, you know, Proverbs 18, 14, when it talks about those those things there. Go with me, if you would, over to uh, Ephesians chapter 3. But I'll just throw your hearts. I do, I do, I do, because mm, I want—I want you to understand God's doing something. God's, and you don't want to miss out on it. How many know you're as close to God as you want to be? <laughs> You've got as much of the power and the presence of God working in your life as you want. Nobody's stopping you. It's only because that's—that's between you and the Lord. Amen. I mean, that's something that, that's very special and precious in it. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3, I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living Translation just because I liked it, and it's verses 14 through 21, so I'll read pretty quickly here. It says, when I think of the wisdom and the scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will give you mighty inner strength through the Holy Spirit. I'm glad that we can be strengthened with his might, with all of his might. I'm so glad. Then he said, and I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust him. Isn't that a unique saying? He said, I'm going to pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust him. It's amazing. Christ wants to be the Lord of our lives. He wants to be at home and at rest there. He just wants, he wants to be so comfortable on the inside of us you know, then we've got to make sure that he is that that he's allowed to be that we're not kicking him off the throne, amen? And it says, as you trust him, and it says, may your roots go down deep into the soul of God's marvelous love, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is, and, you know, his love really is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is so great you will never fully understand it, then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now glory be to God. By his mighty power at work within us, he is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or hope. May he be given glory in the church and Christ Jesus forever and ever through endless ages. Amen. Hallelujah. I love that. That's a prayer that we can pray for ourselves all the time. The biggest key is that we get strengthened on the inside. You know, there's a wonderful verse that we always do. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Isn't that amazing? I love that. I love that verse. That's an incredible verse. I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified Bible because I want to just share with you is that, you know, our spirits get strong. We got to feed our spirit. You feed your spirit by the word of God. Remember what I said, without faith, without believing. See, that's what makes the devil so frustrated is that our whole life is based on faith in God, faith in the word of God, and faith that the word of God produces. Amen? And so the devil gets, he's like, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, yay, it doesn't. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm just going to believe what God said. And he gets all frustrated because he can understand. You're just, you know, you ever had somebody tell you, you're just too dumb to know better? One of the greatest compliments you can ever get is <laughs> because you're not walking in your own mind, you're walking in his. Amen? The Amplified Version of Philippians 4.13 says this. It says, I have strength for all things in Christ. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. And it says, I am ready for anything. Look at your neighbor say, I'm ready for anything. Amen. Look at your other neighbor, tell them the same thing. <laughs> He said, I'm ready for anything. And then he says, and I'm equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength in me. I'm equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength in me. And he goes on to say, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Amen. I love that. I love that. I have strength for all things. And I'm ready for anything. I have strength for it and I'm ready for it. I have strength for it, and I'm ready for it, whatever God is doing in my life. To you know that God gives us some things that he told us to do? God gave us some stuff in our lives that we have to be consistent. How many of you know nothing really works unless you're consistent in it? I mean, all of us, He had New Year's resolutions. We probably failed all of those already, you know, working out, doing things. I like to work out. I don't get to very often because my life, you know, it just constitutes, you know, it, I used to have a bumper sticker that said, lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. That's totally not true. Yeah. Totally not true. You know, because as a pastor, every problem you have is an emergency of mine. So, hallelujah. Everybody just have to deal with it. So you have to do those things there. But, we have to be consistency in our lives. We have to constantly be feeding our faith, feeding our spirits, getting strength of spirit on the inside of us, amen? How many you know God gave us some things we can do? You know, last week we talked about worship. You know, worship and praise are two of the things that you can do more than anything else. If you actually have a heart of praise and, a heart of, and, and an attitude of worship, over to God. That'll take you a long ways all day long. It's like what Hudson Taylor said. He said, listen, don't go out and do your concert before you tune your instrument. Make sure you tune your instrument before you do your concert, which means take care of you first. Hallelujah. Then you can go out and play. Because you know what? God called all of us to be together. He didn't call any of us to be an island. It's the body of Christ, the church. It's all of us together. He, he put us together. He connected us together. He did that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But see, not only worship and praise, hallelujah, but then prayer, fellowshipping with the Father, just talking to God, asking God to lead you that day. It's amazing if people just go out and do things without communicating with God first, you know. So there's some priorities that we've got to set on the inside of us, amen? Hallelujah. And you got to be consistent in it, and the enemy will always try to make things come in to mess you all up. Amen? And the whole reason for this message is so you stir up and check yourself and say, okay, what do I believe? Where am I at with God? Where's my excitement? Where's my heart hunger? Where am I at? What's God doing? What is God doing? If I was asked to testify right now, what could I testify of God? Would I testify what he did way back when or, or can I testify what he did this week? What is God doing in my life this week? What is he doing? What is he doing right now? How's God touching me right now? What is God doing? What, is my, what would be my testimony right now? Amen. That's what you've got to stir yourself up. Because why? Because God's the God of now. Thank God for what he did. Thank God for our our pillars, and thank God for our memorials. When I look at my past, I always look at the memorials of God, where the word of God became life to me, where God healed me, or God set me free, or God delivered me, and God showed me things. I always look at my life where there's memorials. That's why the children of Israel, every time that God did something, they built a memorial. They piled up rocks. They piled up all these rocks. So they want to know this is what happened here. Let me tell you, when we go by, let me tell you what happened here. That's great. That's when I look back at my past, that's what I see. I don't look back at the bad, the ugly. That's covered under the blood of Jesus. Amen. 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 I look at the memorials of what God's doing. But the testimony of the Lord needs to be now. There has to be now. Amen. It is. Because there's two main things that you got to understand. Your communication with God, number one. That's the number one thing you got to have is communication with God. But number two, believe it or not, it's your confession of what you say to other people and what's going on around you, of what you have. I know that goes over like a lead balloon. Everybody gets nervous because we don't like that. But believe it or not, that's how high you rise up by what you begin to say and do and believe because what you say is what you believe. If it's not, stop saying it. Quit confusing your heart. Quit confusing your spirit by saying things you don't really believe. That messes you up. Amen? See, we get all excited about it. Confession just means what are you saying? What are you declaring? What are you talking about in your life? What's God doing? What are we saying about these things? What are we saying about this? Are we excited about what God's doing? Amen? We look at this and we kind of go, Pastor, you're just trying to hype us up. No, I'm trying to get you out of the funk. Trying to get you in the things of God. Trying to get you to get in so you get on the wave. You don't get wiped out by the wave. Amen. I mean, I've seen waves come, waves go. I've been in this thing 44 years dealing with, and I got to see all kinds of stuff. And I've seen a lot of people staying here and they're caught up in this wave. They're caught up here in the 80s. They're caught up here in the 90s. Some are caught up in the early 2000s. They're just, and they haven't gotten out of that. And they're all stuck. And they haven't gone on. And they get mad at the next wave. And they get frustrated. Well, that ain't ain't the way I want it. That's not the way it should be. It's like, I mean, when I started out, I had to deal with the Catherine Coleman wave. I had to deal with the charismatic waves. I had to deal with all these things. I pastored in the church where Catherine Coleman had her own ministry, and these people would come, and they said, that's not like the preacher lady. The preacher lady didn't do it like that. I said, I don't even know who the preacher lady is, but this is the way we're doing it. I had her two ushers in my church, Peter and Paul. That was their name, and they were they were her bodyguards. You know, they were both 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 Russian and uh, cool guys, really cool guys, and uh, uh, very unique. Very unique. Paul was a sweet. He was awesome. Peter, whoa, Peter, I had named Peter. Praise God. Good old Peter. Peter was Peter. He'd tell me every service. That's not the way the, the preacher lady. I said, Peter, how come you come here? He says, because the anointing's here. I don't know why, but it's here. <laughs> you know, he had that Russian accent. So I love to talk to these guys. They were so cool. And I just have to tell him, say, listen, I'm sorry. It's, I don't, you know, I, I am not Catherine Coleman. I am not going to flow. much, my, my children. Pam can do that. She doesn't like. Oh, I can do those things. Okay. <laughs> Not gonna happen, you know. I, is what you get what you get. <laughs> it is what it is. It, it's God, hallelujah. It really is, and it's like we've got to maintain these things to get healthy. And it doesn't matter if anybody gets mad or gets upset. You've got to speak truth. You have got to speak life. Yes. Amen. Everybody's going to always want to do that. Well, if that's not the way i see it, or it's not the way, you know, if you go to critique something, you're going to always find fault. Always. Always find fault. But if you go with a hungry heart, you'll always get the good and miss the bad. You'll always get the good and miss the bad. God will shelter you. He'll do great things. You have to do that. And take time to think on these things. And if you're not pondering some of these things about what God is doing, you're about to miss some of the greatness of God and to be involved in what God wants to do. Amen. Amen. And that's why we study to show ourselves. We, we always look to the, we always line up everything by the word of God. Does it cause blessing? Are people being saved? Are people repenting and loving God? What, 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 what kind of results is it? And here's the one, wonderful thing about it. So if well, how do I know if it's a real move of God? Who gets the glory? Who are they giving the glory? Whoever, give, whoever they're giving the glory to is who did it. And if you'll notice, they're giving God the glory. They're not magnifying themselves. They're just letting God be God. They're giving God the glory. They're giving God the glory. See, because what happens to us many times, many, many times, is that we forget who we are. How I many you know in John chapter 15, there's a great, great message. In John chapter 15, verses 1 through 7, It's so good because Jesus said this. He said, guess what? You're the branch. I'm the vine. Guess what? You're the branch. I'm the vine. Guess what? You're the branch. I'm the vine. Without me, you die. And here's the thing. Even if you're with me, you're going to get pruned. (laughs) I don't get pruned. You're getting pruned. Jesus, he's already got priority there. He's, a, he, he's divine. See, sometimes we forget. We try to be divine. We make our own plans. We do our own things. And then we say, God bless it. And we get all frustrated. We fall on our face. Then we want to blame God. But you tried to be the vine. You're not the vine. You're the branch. And the fruit grows on the branch. And you stay connected. Amen? Jesus said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, amen, then you can ask what you will and it'll be done for you. Isn't that an amazing saying? That's verse 7. We see these things here. See, the problem with what we have in a a lot of ways with folks is that uh, we have a tendency to want God when we want him and then do our own thing when we don't need him. And the problem with that is is that how many of you, if you look at a branch and you cut it off and then you try to engraft it in, then you cut it off and try to engraft it in again, it's not going to produce very much. Now, thank God you can do that. You can get engrafted in a lot of times in a lot of ways. The problem is, is that you're not going to have any fruit to show for it. Some people go to God. God does great things, but then they go back doing their own thing. Then they got to come back to God and get connected again, you know, and things start going good, and they start doing their own thing. It's so much better just to stay connected and get to taste and see that the Lord is good. You get to walk in line and say, man, this is so good. Let's taste and see. Hallelujah. Mmm. And see, those are the things. We've got to have direct communication. And thank God God's given that to us. But also we've got to start sharing and telling what God's doing in our lives. If you want God to get bigger and stronger, here's the thing about it. We want the Holy Spirit say, come Holy Spirit, come. Listen, the Holy Spirit came. He's living and dwelling on the inside. You've got to stir up the gift of God in you. Let's start stirring up the gift of God. Let's start looking on the inside. Let's start allowing God to be God. Amen? Hallelujah. Because here's what we have, and this is what I see in this generation, and we're going to wind this thing down, is this, is that Yes, there's a lot of emotionalism. Yes, these kids are all touched into their feelings. They definitely are. Because when you see things, you know, it's like somebody says, this is sin. Yeah, but but that hurts my feelings. That that hurts my feelings. And you say that sin just makes me feel so bad. Feel bad, it's sin. Okay, that's it, it is. It is what it is, okay? You have issues, you have things that are going on and what takes place. But here's something that I wrote down. Here's it. Here's here's the problem is that we gotta mature and we gotta grow up because a huge part of maturing and a huge part of growing up is this. It's learning how to acknowledge and experience your emotions and your feelings because God gave them to you, amen? You're just not controlled by them. You have them. You have them. And when you go through something very difficult, very hard, or things you don't understand, they scream really loud. And it frustrates you, and you don't understand that. It hurts. But thank God we've got God's word. Thank God that I'm not gonna let that do it. Yeah, I feel like this, but I'm gonna do this. I feel like that, but I'm gonna do this. Why? How can you do that? Because this word is an anchor to my emotions. This is the only thing that changes my emotions. See, because my soulless realm was my mind, my will, and my emotions. And the Bible says the only thing that's going to save that, James said, is the Word of God to the saving of your soul. Take the Word of God and it's going to be able to save your soul. It's going to be able to deal with your emotions. It's the only thing is the Word of God. So I take the Word of God So I just choose to believe what the Word of God says. Amen. I'm not going to do that. Amen. And thank God God's, God's connected us. Hallelujah. Because I believe with all my heart, God has placed us in the body of Christ. And let me just we're gonna like close on this. For greatness, I believe that you guys are the best of the best. Amen. That, that God saved the best for life. That, he, that we, are the, we are the generation that's good to bring back the king. That we get to bring back the Lord Jesus Christ. That we get to be that generation that stands strong. Yes, we're going to be the most persecuted. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to that. When it's hot, it's hot. But the thing of us, I know none of you else are looking for that, but I am. I, I, I got a little twisted mind a little bit on that, but that's okay. It's like, hey, you know. But I really truly believe the only way to greatness is that we trust God with everything we have. The only way to receive what God has, he's created each and every one of us for a purpose, to fulfill that purpose. And you've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this, right now hallelujah and God loves us so much so much and guess what God's love for us is far greater than any fear that could come against us amen oh hallelujah and I know that the enemy is trying to attack I know he's trying to draw us off glory to God what we need to do is we need to step back and say hey here's what God says Here's what the word, and this is what I'm gonna believe. I'm believe God's moving. I believe God's shaking, not only naturally, but I believe he's shaking spiritually. I believe he's shaking and he's just shaking and he's seeing who heart is pure toward him. I believe that God said in you know in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, God's roaming over the earth. He's looking over there, and he's looking, he's roaming to and fro over there, looking for whose heart is true or whose heart is perfect toward him so that he can show himself mighty so that he can do the things he wants to do through us and in us, hallelujah, and allowing God to be God, hallelujah, of what he wants to do, amen? Amen. Glory to God, and I believe this, that God's dream always rises to the top. God's plan's gonna rise to the top because guess what? God's plan is gonna be consummated. It's gonna come to pass. I just wanna be in on it. I wanna be in, I wanna be riding the wave I want to be in and I want to be doing everything that he says. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I believe that with all my heart. Amen? And I believe that for Harvest Bible Church. So we're having a spiritual checkup. It's our spiritual health. We're checking ourselves out here. And here's how you do that. You know, when you hear something good, what does it do? Does it thrill your heart? Do you get excited and say, praise God, God's moving? Or do you get like, I don't know. I think it's this. I think it might be that. Who knows? I always say, glory to God. I always get so excited when I hear what God is doing, the plans and the purpose. I get excited when I hear things about God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Because I say, Lord Jesus, yes, do it again, do it again, do it more. Let the revival fires grow. Let it go. Let it do it. So we got to examine our hearts. So this, you know, this whole thing is just, hey, how's your spiritual health? Where are you at? And if you take care of you, you'll enjoy the blessings of God has for everybody else. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for these wonderful, wonderful, precious, valuable folks. Lord, my heart as a pastor is that they grow in the things of God, that we learn and we grow and that we can stay steady, that we're going to finish our course with joy. We're going to finish. We're going to finish, hallelujah, what you started. And Lord, thank you that we are going to bring back the king we believe we're going to get to bring back the king and father we want multitudes to be born into the kingdom of God that's our heart but hallelujah father my heart also is for all those that have fallen away to come home and so father with their heads about and our eyes are closed if if right now and there's a the sound of my voice or anybody watching that they're struggling with their lives they're struggling with who they are and what they have and they're not sure about their salvation They're not sure that they're going to make heaven and miss hell because the Bible talks about this. The Bible's true. And the Bible says that the word of God be true and every man be a liar. But Father, if there's anybody here that really, truly, they've got a heart hunger and they know their own self, they need to come back to God or they need to come to God for the very first time. Jesus is standing there with open arms. He's saying, come. Come. He loves you so much. He's standing there with the holes in his hands and the hole in his side because he died for you and I. And so if you're here and you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, he loves you. And it it doesn't mean that you know of him, know about him, or even if you believe in him, you know whether or not he's your Lord and Savior, that you've believed in your heart and you've confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus And if you've never done that, truly never done that, or if you're thinking, man, I did, but I've I've fallen so far away, I need to come back home. That's okay. Come back home. And if you are here and if you're watching or if you're here and you want us to pray with you, because that's what we want to do. We want to pray to help you get there. Just raise your hand real high. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I see that hand. Amen. Somebody else. Glory to God. Glory to God. I see that hand. Amen. Somebody else. God loves you. He cares. Hallelujah. God's such a good God. I see that hand. Amen. And the key is that God's going to know you. Just come and say, here I am. Father, we we thank you because of those. And Lord, whether they're coming to you first time or coming back to you, which in my heart I know that, that they're truly wanting to walk with you the way you want them to walk with you. And Lord, I thank you and praise you, Father. Thank you for your word that declares that if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. Hallelujah. Because with the heart, man believes in the righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Thank you, Lord. But Father, thank you for 1 John 1, 9 that says that when we miss it, then if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Even after we've been born again, even after, Father, when we think, man, God cheated, I've blown it, I've messed it up. Father, thank you that they can admit it, they can quit it, they can forget it, and they get it before you. You said if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us, cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. So as the whole congregation, let's declare his lordship here. Everybody just say this. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me, and I receive him as my Lord. And my Savior right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me of all of my sins and cleansing me of all unrighteousness. Thank you that I stand free, I stand clean, I stand holy before you now. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Lift up your eyes and lift up your heads. Praise God. God's so good. You know, I just, you know, I knew we were going to show that. I didn't know how long the video was going to be, but I also knew my heart just to share from my heart because we are at a, at a, at a very crucial point of whether or not revival is going to continue or it's going to get snuffed out. Amen. Because it can't be contained just like it couldn't be contained in Kentucky. That's why they had to move it someplace else so everybody else could go. But, you know, it wasn't going to be contained even if if nobody else was coming because it was going to burn brighter there. And so, you know, we get caught up in trying to uh, contain God. And guess what? You can't. Because you can't put God in a box. Amen. Let's all stand up. I love all of you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. all of you watching. We'll see you on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Our prayer team's going to come forward. If uh, you need prayer for anything or if you're raising, and you want to come down and just confess, talk to them. They're all down here. If you need prayer for anything else, they'll come.